0: Hi, my name is Chloe Ronay. In this second episode of the Opus Creative Lives podcast series, we travel to the heart of Gitsan territory in northwestern BC. The little town of Old Hazelton sits nestled between the Skeena and Bulkley rivers under the watchful eye of the mighty Rocher de Bull mountain range. Often overlooked and forgotten by policymakers, this majestic and wild landscape is home to an exceptional population and was once a thriving cultural epicentre. While visitors can still wander through the totems and explore a few longhouses in the Kassan Historic Village, Kittenmak School, the first academic institution to offer formal instruction on Northwest Coast art, has long closed its doors. Like many small rural communities, Old Hazelton has suffered more than its fair share of setbacks. Industrial outsourcing and a lack of government funding have contributed to an economic decline which has left the town looking almost derelict. It's a familiar tale, but by no means one destined to a tragic ending. In June 2020, Opus published an article about the return an aptly named mural project, which not only splashed new color and vibrancy into the heart of Old Hazelton, but brought together the community in a way which exceeded all expectations. Three contributors described their experience, which you can read more about on our website. This podcast is a continuation of the story, told by the same cast. Although heralding from different generations their unique experiences, insight and creative contributions are going a long way to instigate positive change. Our players share a vision on the role artists have in healing and moving societies forward. Their hopes for the future should resonate far beyond the region, as the situation is as much about Old Hazelton as it is about Canada. Sometimes, the smallest places have the biggest stories to tell, In order of appearance, we'll hear from professional painter and designer, Leah Pipe, who arrived in Old Hazelton 20 years ago, the fourth generation of pipes to do so. Roy Henry Vickers, honored both with the Order of Canada and Order of British Columbia, is a world-renowned First Nations artist and Kassan School alumnus. He spent his childhood in the region and returned with his family in 2004. And Michelle Stoney, Gitsankri, Northwest Coast Contemporary Artist. She grew up in Gittenmax in the years following the Ksan School closure. She's an Emily Carr graduate and recipient of the prestigious Fulmer Award.
1: Old Hazelton has about 300 residents and it's one community that's nestled in with a few other communities. There's seven Gitsan villages in the areas too which contribute to the communities but Old Hazleton itself is about just over 300 people It's the old town
2: at the junction of the Bulkley and Skeena Rivers and it's an absolutely gorgeous place
1: The landscape alone has this majestic presence The awe and the beauty of this area is unlike anything I've seen.
3: There's a Beautiful mountain here in Hazelton. It's called uh, Stikine, and the English name is Rache de Bull. And it kind of connects all the communities. You can see it from all the the five local communities.
1: Rivers run right through our communities, which are flanked by incredible mountain ranges and natural living. You know, people here live off the land. They rely on wild salmon. There's this wild aspect to this area that people really cherish.
2: I I came to Old Hazelton when I was nine years old. And I moved away for a long time, not of my own choosing. And I moved back um, 16 years ago. And now I live in this this little community. I live upriver actually, about 12 kilometers upriver from Old Hazelton. And I live
1: right on the river. Right now, there's people that live in Old Hazelton, but a lot of the businesses have closed, and it's pretty quiet.
2: When you come into the town, it's like it's almost a ghost town. But the beauty is still there, and I'm filled with memories of when the town was thriving and
1: alive. Back then. There was this huge sense of community, and there were community events where everyone came out to socialize and gather, and lots of young people were working here.
2: What happened was the logging industry, which was mostly what the town depended on, died when the government decided that all our trees were going to be shipped overseas to be turned into lumber, and then sent back. So all of the logging died. And with that, the, the income for the town disappeared. In 1973 and 1974, I wound up at the School of Northwest Coast Indian Art at Kassan, which is located on the Max Reservation in Hazleton. At that time, the... Traditional style village of Kisan was really the loudest voice for the arts and culture of the Pacific Northwest.
1: It comprised of seven traditional longhouses, and one of the longhouses was the carving school, one was a screen printing studio, and one was actually this wonderful, it was called the Eagle House, and traditional and cultural food was provided for visitors there, and that is also sadly closed down.
2: The government grants and funding for this place stopped, and Kasan began to die. And my art teacher finally left there, and the school shut down because there were no teachers. As I left Kassan, I took this photograph of the village. As I looked at the photograph, I wondered why it was set up as a museum when we're not dead. And why didn't they make it a living place where people could come from all over the world and study? Because you don't need to be indigenous to learn indigenous art. I don't need to be Dutch to learn the Dutch masters, art is for all people.
3: My grandpa, Victor Mowit, who passed away three years ago, he was a master carver who studied at Kassan Village. And then on my granny's side, her brother is Earl Moldo, and he is a world-renowned artist
2: all of the artists like myself who were selling our art through kasan eventually moved away from there and when you lose the art and the teachers eventually uh, you're going to have nothing today kasan is um, still struggling to keep the buildings and the beauty of the place intact but it's a, it's a very difficult struggle
1: what remains is The main longhouse, which houses uh, Gitsan collection of of artifacts, and it's a phenomenal collection, a small collection, but really, really poignant. And there are three touring longhouses, so people can still visit the site, but those of us that live here remember how it used to be. It's, It's interesting how people can adapt to a different you know, climate or landscape within your town and and almost in in essence forget how healthy and vibrant the community was. You have to adapt and you find new pathways to living here and trying to connect, but it is very different from what it used to be.
3: When I was growing up in Hazleton, I, I always loved watching my grandpa. He was a teacher at the local high school he taught first nations art and i always just love watching him but i never thought that art was an option or that i could be an artist growing up and i i never really noticed the the arts when i was younger i'm a twin i have a twin sister tamara and i was really shy growing up never thought really highly of myself never thought I could do anything myself, just followed my twin around and it wasn't until three or four years after high school I was so shy I had to get her to take university classes with me. I got her to take First Nations art elective at the University of Northern British Columbia and my instructor in that class was um, Emily Carr graduate and I spent most of my time in that class talking to that instructor and it was then that I realized I have to do something for myself and that wasn't until I was like around 25, 24 maybe that I thought that okay I can actually do this. I can do art as a living. Well actually no not even at that point I didn't think I can do art as a living. I just wanted to try art school and then when I graduated Emily Carr I wanted to travel the world and do artist residencies, but then I came home and my grandma just recently got a puppy given to her, and she gave the puppy to me the next day. And I ended up staying here because it's hard traveling with a puppy. But I'm glad I did because while I was here, I didn't think I was going to be here that long. So I wanted to paint something and do something that I can only do being in, in Gitimax. So that's when I started my Mountain Series, and that's when it all took off from there.
2: One of my paintings of the mountain in Hazleton was gifted to Queen Elizabeth in 1987, and it's it hangs somewhere in England. I don't even know where where it is.
3: The Mountain Series, to me, kind of, I get to add... My own images to the mountains. Growing up, I was always told there were specific animals and people that different people can see, and I was never able to see that. Sometimes, what I find even more interesting is if they find something that I didn't even mean to paint, like a, an animal or a face, or I'll probably end up painting the mountain for as long as I'm doing art, and I even add it in my jewelry now. It's kind of my signature
2: that I do. I had the Order of British Columbia. I had the Order of Canada. Actually, two artists in this town, one deceased now, my brother Walter Harris, he also held the Order of Canada. It's kind of an example of of the strength of the art that exists in this community and yet it's like we get taken for granted because we've always been here.
1: When I was observing my own town I started to question why is our town strictly celebrating the pioneer history? When We live in Gitsan territory, it's 80% Gitsan here. And my aim and my push for this mural was to be the first art piece that incorporated Northwest Coast design, Gitsan artists alongside with me. And that, that needs to be the new chapter. And so artists are so important, I think, in terms of Uh, reconciliation Uh, they bridge art bridges gaps and especially even during pandemic and crisis and catastrophes throughout the world it's been artists that help to heal and move societies forward
2: as a descendant of the oppressor and the oppressed it is my responsibility as an artist to continue to tell Canada that we must remember what was done to Indigenous peoples. The stories of, of Hazleton, and the first settlers that came here and how they were accepted by the Indigenous people and they were helped by the Indigenous people to live here and make a living here. Um, these stories should be known by Canada
1: we live up in the fairly remote area of northern British Columbia in small communities. There's always been a sense that there's a divide between northern British Columbia and the south of British Columbia, and that there's a notion that there's just these silly little bankrupt mill towns in the north, you know, and it, that we don't matter as much in terms of policy making and decisions. But this area is home to award-winning novelists and Olympians and and land defenders that are true warriors. There's world-renowned artists. This area, I think, produces a spirit in people that makes them dig deep into their skills and their, their spirit. The northwest of British Columbia is more than mountain ranges and wildlife. It's just this These people that are wild at heart and and incredibly talented.
3: I always think that that I represent my community. I feel a big part of my community. When I moved back, I was a community worker. I worked with the youth, so I feel really connected in the community.
1: I used to live in urban centers and worked as an artist, and there's great support for artists in urban centers. But here in the north, in these small towns... I've been walking down the street, and I kid you not, I've had someone yell across the street, love your work, love your art, keep it up. And I think that comes from not the fact that my art is so fantastic, that can't be, but I think because I'm capturing in my art the same things they love about being here, the mystery and the mystique of this area, the heartbeat of this area.
3: We recently... Got a new rec center and I painted a huge mural and I, I named it Community and in that mural I have the, the mountain which when I think of community I think of the mountain because it kind of connects all of our communities. I have the two rivers because there's the Bulkley and the Skeena that kind of also connects our communities. And then intertwined in the mural, I have silhouettes of community members participating in different sports. And that was a neat project for me to do because then I asked the community for pictures and then I got to kind of know the community a bit more and see what all the Gitamax members and not even just Gitamax, but Kistiox Valley and all the surrounding areas and see what the youth is doing and the accomplishments we've made in, in sports. So I kind of brought together sports and art, I guess you can say.
2: Artists have always been um, the voice of where we should go or what is inspiring. I would love to see an art center. I can see it attracting artists back to this place where we all began our careers.
3: All growing up, I just wanted to get away and be somewhere else. But after coming home from university, I see it as a place I could grow as an artist. It's, an, it's a great place to be, kind of away from everything. And I'm actually planning on building a house slash studio in Gitmax on the reserve. So that's exciting.
1: I'm so lucky to be able to live right beside a mountain and a wild river and in a pristine area and still be able to practice a profession of art. And that I'm forever grateful.
2: I see the possibility of this quiet little town being revived by people like myself and Leah Pipe and Michelle Stoney. But, But we need an occasion. We need some way to bring the art culture alive again in Hazleton in the book Voices from the Skeena uh, that I've illustrated those stories are stories that I heard when I was a child and you can have access to the recordings of the voices of the people who were interviewed by an Englishman Imbert Bird Orchard um, you can hear their stories and I would encourage people to learn about this place and help us to protect the river that flows through it and to encourage the people to bring life back into this beautiful little town.
0: I'd like to thank Leah, Roy and Michelle for sharing their story and hope the spotlight on Old Hazleton illuminates far beyond the region. Art can make a difference. It can bring us together, inspire us, and make us reevaluate the way we think or feel. When you consider that every small transformation is a step towards something bigger, we're all major players, and the power of art to instigate positive change is undeniable.